0: Hello, and thank you for tuning in and listening to Mosley's Bench. This show has been created and designed by former judge Fred M. Moseley. Please stay connected as you will learn more about the laws of life, how it applies to your life, and so much more. Buckle in. Hello and good evening to all of our listeners. This is Kawanda on behalf of Mosley's Bench. And today is August 19th, 2020. We're talking today with former Judge Fred M. Mosley about the law of exaltation and abasement, coming from Matthew 23 and 12. Without further ado, turn the call over to you, sir.
1: Well, as has been mentioned, we will share on this occasion with the law of exaltation. And a basement. Matthew twenty-three, twelve. And and I want you to pay close attention to the absoluteness
0: of this scripture and the words
1: that cause it to, causes it to be absolute. Therefore, rising to the level of being a law of life, as we mentioned previously. In order for us to refer to a law of life as being such, we have to we have to develop it as an absolute. Beginning in the Old Testament, carrying it throughout the Old Testament into and throughout the New Testament, establishing it as an, as an absolute, bringing maybe hundreds of scriptures together to establish each of these laws of life. So the foundation of the New Testament foundational scripture we're using for this law, the law of exaltation and abasement, is found in Matthew twenty three twelve. 12. I'm going to read slowly. And emphasize those words that make this an absolute, therefore causing it to rise to the level of being a law of life. And whosoever, isn't that an absolute? Shall, an imperative, another absolute, and whosoever shall exalt himself. Here comes another absolute, shall be. A base. And he that shall humble himself shall be exalted. I don't know how much clearer that can be because the scripture clearly points out that whosoever shall exalt himself, it doesn't matter who it is, whosoever shall exalt himself shall be abased. But whosoever shall humble himself shall be exalted. And you find this theme of exaltation and abasement throughout the Bible, starting in Genesis, as I said before, all the way through the Old Testament into and throughout the New Testament, establishing this law of life, that whosoever shall exalt himself shall be abased, and whosoever shall humble himself shall be exalted. The law, not the concept, not the precept, not the principle, but the law of exaltation, and abasement you know a major concern of most individuals young and old is that of being promoted now the way of the world in this regard and adhered to by non-believers and unfortunately by many believers is that in order to be properly recognized that i must or you must toot your own horn blow your own whistle. I've heard it said it's a sorry dog that won't wag his own tail. And if I don't do it, no one else will. Now, this is self-exaltation and is oftentimes accomplished by, listen, oftentimes accomplished by boasting, being a bragger, by being proud and arrogant. The politician says, I'm better than all the other candidates. I have more experience. I have more endorsements. I am the only candidate qualified to do this job. Let's look at the athlete. You find a lot of boasting and bragging in athletics. The athlete says, I am the best. Nobody can play this position or do this as well as I can. Let's take it to the employer employee situation on the job and in this on the job in the civic and in the social arena, even in the church people want to hear their names called. They want to be on top, up and out front and this is inclusive of believers. Men of them want to see their name in print. They want to see their name in the church bulletin, and people want to see their names in the newspaper. It never ceases to amaze me when oftentimes people come to be aware that their name is in the paper. Many of them will go out and buy all of the newspapers that they can find to make certain that all of their relatives and friends and other people who might know them have the benefit of reading the article that contains their name, self-exaltation. People want to hear their name called on radio. They want to see their face on television. Again, I find it quite interesting how people will line up for a TV program the night before, sometimes even days before, in order to be positioned in a way that their face is seen on that television program. It is the desire of most to be exalted and to do it by self-efforts. Now, there is a way of promotion dictated by the values of the world, and there is another way of promotion that is dictated by the word of God. Now, my question to you is, are these two ways in conflict with one another, and I submit, submit and suggest to you that they are in conflict with one another. You know, that's the difference between true humility and false humility. True humility is humility from the heart. There are some individuals that you can give a compliment. They're already all puffed up and they'll give a response to your compliment. Oh, well, I don't know how I do that. I'm, uh, it's not just me, but I, I appreciate it. And they know in themselves. They know well that they are puffed up, they're exalted, and they want all the accolades that they can get, and they truly accept what you have just said that Bill uh, works into uh, their thought pro- process and their attitude with respect to exaltation. But it is not an exaltation. It it is not an exaltation of the heart that is allowing the spirit of God to receive the credit. But it's an exaltation of the flesh because that person wants to be seen. I've been in settings. I'm sure some of you have been also. The scriptures talk about people who want to sit on the chief seats, in the chief seats, up front. There are some people that I don't care what the gathering is. I'm talking about some Christian gatherings, church services, concerts, whatever it might be, that they may come in late, but they're going to find a way to work their way all the way up to the front because they desire the chief seats, and it happens all the time. And that person's heart is lifted up, and they are – uncomfortable until they can work their way up to the front. Then once they get up there, they'll try to pretend as though somebody invited them up there and try to cover up the fact that they force and push and shove their way up to the front. We want to remember another scripture that God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. I remember some years ago I was active in an organization, and most times when we had our meetings, pictures would be taken, and they would appear in a local newspaper. There was one gentleman, I don't know how he arranged it, but every time a picture was taken, he somehow had worked his way up to the front to be in the middle of that picture. And again, that reflects the heart of a person who wants to be seen, a person who wants to exalt him or herself by way of self-efforts. There's another scripture that talks about people who uh, the disciples were disputing over who would be the greatest. And we find that in church circles all the time. In the choir, there's always one singer or more that always wants to be the lead singer and does not want to share that opportunity with anyone else other than him or herself, self-exaltation. Let's go to social media for a minute. There are so many egotistic individuals who are actively in social media, media than I have ever seen in my life. You can hardly go to Facebook or one of these other social media sites without seeing a post of that person. It's almost as though they made a career out of exposing themselves, buying through social media for the purpose of being seen. And, it, it can, and oftentimes, this is what they refer to as a profile picture and I'm not that very astute as it relates to social media, but there are some people who change that profile picture almost every other day. How much of a change have you made in your appearance in a week or two or three weeks? Then you see some people on there every time they change their wardrobe. They're showing all the new clothing that they got, or they're showing a change of clothing from occasion to occasion. What kind of crazy self exaltation is going on today? Pride comes before destruction and a hearty spirit before fall. You know, the Apostle Paul makes reference to the fact that he had a thorn in his side. And that thorn in his side was to keep him humble because of what he had seen. In the spirit realm, I ask this question. Can most of us acknowledge or have most of us been able to perceive the fact that maybe there's something in our lives that we have had to struggle with and perhaps we're still struggling with, and we know within ourselves that if it were not for that impediment, whatever it is, We would be puffed up. We would be exalted. We would be arrogant, and nobody could say anything to us other than tell us how great we are. One another thing I noticed that when you really get prideful in a particular area, as a believer, God will allow something to come about to humble you. I've seen instances where an individual was being pride and haughty on a TV program, one of these TV programs where a game show or something such as that, where they were asked to introduce their family. And the person got to his his or her spouse, one of the children, and forgot their name. And can you think of anything much more embarrassing than that to a haughty, a self-righteous individual? But God will allow something. If you don't do it yourself, the scripture says, if I judge myself, I won't have to be judged. If you, as a believer, will not humble yourself, God will allow something to come about to cause you to be humble. And sometimes it may take a major embarrassment for God to do whatever is necessary to humble you if you belong to Him. Mm-hmm. I'm sure most of us remember the account in <laughs> Genesis. I hear you
0: laughing, Juan. Now, I'm just over here in the amen corner again, like yesterday, you already were talking to me about, and when I say talking to me, because I receive it as if you're speaking to me, and in reference to what we're talking about today with law in and abasement, I definitely have something I want to share about that as soon as we come back from our break, though. Yes. Today you are listening to former judge Fred M. Mosley as he talks about and educates us about one of his laws of life. To find out about all 50 laws of life, please go to anotherchancemedia.org and pre-order his book and workbook. This is Swan on behalf of Mosley's Bench, and today, once again... Judge Mosley is rolling hard with another law of life, the law of exhortation and abasement, coming from Matthew 23 and 12. And I'm reading something here that you had written, um, Judge Mosley. And it says, The body of Christ, in many instances today, is functioning according to the world system as it relates to spiritual law. Most of us are our own public relations person. We are blowing our own trumpets, and we are tooting our own horns, and you just said, just as the world does, this is a great violation of the law of exhortation and abasement. When we operate on the negative side of this law, we automatically bring ourselves under the negative side of the law of life, and we bring this under the law of abasement or or being brought low. And what I want to share today, and I thought about this again yesterday, and, and you know, we know that, that God is definitely not a respectable person, and God doesn't make mistakes, and everything happens for a reason. So I'm on here with you daily, and I'm like, oh, goodness, I might need to get somebody else on here because I don't want to always be on front street, but it's okay. Um, it's okay yeah. because we grow and we learn. And you just said something before we went to break about sometimes, you know, God gets your attention, and it may be in a major type way. And I remember I had two instances and I'll just share one right now. But um back after I think about three or four years after I had graduated from college, I ended up getting a really great job. I was assistant director and we were doing a lot to help people in the community in Florence, South Carolina. And then we were on the radio, we were on the news and oh my gosh, I thought I was famous. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah. I made it, I'm famous and um and all I cared about was being seen and being famous. Mm. And, yeah, I loved helping the people, but it was really more so about how great I was because I was on TV and I had all these connections. And even, even the executive director of the company, I thought she was nobody. Like, it's all about me. And, um, and then as we were building, we were having a lot of momentum, she began to change, my boss at the time. And she began to treat me horribly. And it was a small, nonprofit organization. We would get paid every other Friday. I would get paid when she felt like paying me. She began mm-hmm. to start taking all her life and personal situations out on me. And the job that I was really happy with, I began becoming miserable because I was getting abused at work. In, in my mind, it, you know, abuse just in reference to a, a really hostile work environment and that I end up abruptly quitting. And I quit without even having a job. So I went from being high on the mountain to I thought I was going to be a celebrity to I yes. didn't have a job. And, um, and it was really a humbling opportunity for me because I I'm, I, had an, I had a really nice apartment, luxury apartment. Listen, I just graduated from college a couple of years ago, okay? I'm living good. Guess what? I had to move back home to my parents' house with no job. And then on top of that, Judge Mosley I got a job at a gas station, and my father, bless his heart, bless his soul, said to me, girl, you are a college graduate. I'm embarrassed for you to be at this gas station because my friends know you went to college. And I said, daddy, I got to have some money. I got to take this job so I can find something else. But you know what? And I know you already know what I'm going to say. I went through something. I was on cloud nine, and then next day I was on Skid Row in my mind and my finances. But I, I, I had to be humble, and probably for about a year, a lot of my friends and sorority sisters they never they didn't talk to me because I was going through like, oh my gosh, I'm not on TV anymore, I'm not famous anymore, and they didn't hear from me because they were wanting to know why I'm, why am I not on TV? What happened? But um, but what I learned from that is, oh no, it was not about me. It was not even supposed to be about me. I had to be humble, and you know what? And I thank God every day for that because that's it. Situations like that saved my life because it reminded me of what was really most important. So this is an amazing, amazing law of life. And I don't know who's listening, but I'm here to tell you I'm a personal witness to this law of life.
1: that's such an excellent example. And not only did you touch upon the law of exaltation and abasement, but you brought another law of life into that scenario is the law of provision. So often, pride will impact in a negative way one's provision. And that's what happened with you. And what has happened to so hmm. many? Had a good job, opportunity, and because something took place there, they didn't get the recognition, they sh- thought they should have gotten, they left. Now we just touch upon another law of life here, out of season. We talked about the law of seasons the other day, to everything the other season. You in pride, operating out of season, impacting your provision, Cause yourself to be humble, but you learn from it. And that's so good. That is great. And uh that's what God that's how that's why sometimes He allows these situations and circumstances to come about to reveal to us the pride that is embedded in our hearts. And oftentimes we wouldn't know how prideful we are until we're humble. Can you imagine how I felt This is over 30 years ago, having been, and we talked about this in my testimony, but having been a trial attorney with the United States Justice Department and then having to check into a federal prison as an inmate, now I can't think of an experience that's much more humbling than that, but God allows us to go through those experiences. He doesn't cause them. But he knows the pride that is there and he has to pull that pride out of us. He knows the circumstances in and by which it can be pulled out and it can be for our good. Pride comes before destruction and a heart of spirit before fall. And to wonder that could be somebody listening to us right now who need to hear this word because they're operating in pride and they're right on the threshold of disaster. Pride can be a very, very dangerous thing, and so many believers, and that's the sad part about it, to see so much pride in the church, pride among pastors, pastors trying to outdo one another and all kind of gimmicks to get the ups on another pastor. I'm going to touch upon another area that's very delicate, and if folks get mad with us, I'm going to tell them I'm going to tell them the blame to wonder for this. What about all the titles in the church? Titles everywhere. Everybody wants a big title. Now we know there are some titles that we can find enunciated in the Bible. Pastors, teachers, evangelists, prophets, prophets, apostles, and some other officers. But I'm going to ask you this question because I'm going to leave you to take the blame for this. To so wonder, can you find the office of superintendent of the Sunday school anywhere in the scriptures? Now I haven't found it. Maybe it's there buried someplace, but I'm not aware of that office being identified, or that title being identified in such inscription. You say, Well, why do you bring up something like this? The reason I do is because we want to be mindful of what the Bible says as it relates to certain offices in the church. And some offices may be offices of pride, maybe offices that somebody somehow came up with. Or something dragged in from the world system. Now this is a really a delicate one, and Tawanda, you're not going to say anything on this one because you don't want to be blamed for maybe somebody thinking that you brought her up. But you got to help me to find the title of first lady in the Bible. You got quiet, Tawanda. You got quiet on me.
0: You got you got to stop. You know. Gotta...
1: <laughs> I better stop before oh, I get Father
0: you God. and me in trouble <laughs> <laughs> Woo, because you know what That Because that is about man That is about And you know, I already told you when I first met you And definitely nothing, nothing against church However, what people don't right. realize is The church is in us And this is not I mean, about you This is about the Lord And God has yes, called us is. to be able to help others Oh yeah, yes. about... <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, you talk about? Oh yeah, I, I don't want to be involved in that one. I I, I don't want to get blamed for that. One. <laughs> well, I, we're gonna rush on away from that
1: one real fast. Let's move on. But, but, but there are more but, but bishops no, now than ever before. Where
0: did all these bishops come from? But you know what? I you don't know, know don't what the thing is, and I know we only have six minutes, but. but a lot of people, they exalt men, They really do yes, because do. they their belief is in man. They believe the power right. comes from the man. But guess what? Man has to say, listen, it ain't about me. We can't. We can't take the credit for God. It ain't it yes. ain't about us. Because I thought it, it was about me. And guess what? I'm too. so glad. I'm so glad that God shook me and said, hey, little girl, it ain't about you. You don't get the glory. And, you know, and, Lord, I'm so yes, sorry. sorry. And I said, I'll never do it again. And guess what? 15 years later, I did it again. And guess what? God said, eh, 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 eh. And I'm okay with that. And I'm okay because, you know, what? it's not about me. And I pray daily, like, Lord, thank you. But I have to decrease myself and increase you because you get the glory. God gets the glory. Glory. God mm. gets the glory.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Mm. Glory. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We look at the life of Joseph in, in Genesis. And you know, when God's getting ready to exalt you to wonder, he will Mm -hmm. give you notice under the law of notice and warning.
0: Mm, Joseph
1: had a notice dream about being exalted and that the stars and the moon had bowed down to him and that his family members were going to have to bow down to him. And when he shared it, I don't get the impression from Scripture that he was sharing it in pride. He was sharing because he was so excited about what the Lord had revealed to him that he was going to do for him. God will always, to one, we walk closer with him. What he has for you, he'll show it to you. He'll show it to you, but he'll show it to you also for you to receive it, but receive it with a humble heart. Oftentimes he'll show you what. He's going to do for you, how he's going to exalt you. And you won't be able to see in the natural, how in the world is God going to get me to this point? But mm-hmm. God already knows how he's going to carve it out. Joseph had no idea what he was going to have to go through in order to reach that level of exaltation that God was taking him to. His brothers turned against him, throwing him into the, into the pit. Him ended up in Potiphar's house. Potiphar's wife lying on him. He found, him, found himself in jail. But we see the law of the gift. The law of the gift is working with the law of exaltation, and God gives him a gift to discern dreams. As a result of that gift, he interprets the butler and the baker's dreams, and as a result, he gets before Pharaoh, and we know what happens from there. That dream or that confirmation, that notice that God had given him years past, finally now has come into fruition, and God exalts mm-hmm. And to wonder, when God exalts you no man can bring it down.
0: Mm, in the name of Jesus it's with
1: God exaltation.
0: Mm. And that's what he wants He's to right. do for
1: his children. That's what he wants to do in our own way. Now what may appear to be exaltation to man may not be God's best for you for example for exaltation, but as long as we are we know that we're in God's perfect will. And whatever he's bringing us to, that is exaltation in the eyes of Father God. And that's the kind of exaltation we want to look for and look to. And if we had enough time tonight, I would go into how God, after my release and the restoration and not what God is doing with these books and with court TV and with Moses' Bench and, and all the other things He's allowing me to do and to go around man's system. God has said it all, right. but it's we of exalting. And That's He's right. not a respectful person, but He's done for me and to Wanda, for so our listeners, He'll do for you also.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And we definitely have to be able to schedule a a special segment to go back because this is so, so very important, especially now that we're in this time with so much uncertainty and with election and with um, COVID. Unfortunately, there are a lot of people that think they are above the law and they think that they are to be exalted and to be worshipped. And when we have to remind people of what the, the law of life, about the law of exploitation and abasement, and what best way to understand it is just to hear real-life examples, like, for example, what you've been through. But um, well, we are out of time today. Um, in the last minute, is there anything you want to say to close us out, Judge um, Mosley?
1: Well,
0: to reiterate that foundation of Scripture, whosoever
1: shall exalt himself shall be abased, but whosoever shall humble himself shall be exalted in the name of Jesus.
0: Amen to that. This is Tawanda with Mosley's Moseley base, Basement. Ah, i in the basement. Oh my goodness. With Mosley's <laughs> Bench, and we'll be back tomorrow with another great topic. Thank you for tuning in and listening to Mosley's Bench with former Judge Fred M. Mosley. To get more information on Fred M. Mosley, Mosley's Bench, the laws of life, or the nonprofit organization Justice Ministries, Please tune in to the website at lawsoflifecourt.com or justiceministriesintl.com. Once again, that's Laws or justiceministriesintl.com. Thank you.